This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program. If you feel being happy, committed and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged and the Master of Me coaching program, Stewie Hayes. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Rich. How are you? I'm well. I'm really well. I've had a, uh, a productive day. Well, that sounds very, uh, very formal. It but is. But I'm pleased you're well anyway. Well, I, I am well. <laughs> I'm in good spirits and I have uh, been doing my best physical effort. And uh, That's great. Time That's will awesome. tell the results of that effort. But, but I'm in good spirits. Thank you for asking. Mate, um, it's good to be here, good to be talking, and certainly I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation this evening with our special guest. Uh, it's already making me hungry and we haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, shall I introduce our guest? Please do. I think I'd like to. Our guest today is one of Australia's most prominent online voices. Alongside homeschooling her own children, she has been blogging continuously since 2008. She must be very tired. And since that time, <laughs> she has developed a colossal following, both in Australia and around the world, through her site, Quirky Cooking. Mm, yum. So much so that she is presently acknowledged as one of the top 30 bloggers in Australia in the KidSpot Voices of 2014. Wow. How's this, mate? You're going to love this. Her passion for use is for using basic fresh ingredients and cooking from scratch. And this is something that started when her mum taught her to cook and has been flourishing in a pattern in her life ever since then. When are we coming over for dinner? Anytime. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a journey from where we are, but we should do it. <laughs> we are going to catch up. We are going to catch up with our special guest today because we will be sharing a stage with her at the Wellness Summit in about two months. Nice. Yeah, two months. In any case, her mission today is to help open people's eyes to the possibility that wholesome food tastes great, it's easy and fun to make, and meets the needs of anyone with diet challenges. And let me tell you, Rich, that hits a note in my household, as you well know. And mine too. In any case, it is my great, great pleasure to welcome to Careers Unplug the inspiration, passion and face behind quirky cooking, Joe Witten. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. It's a big, big rap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I reckon live up to that. <laughs> it nonstop, yeah. c- continuously. Well, well not, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> you, I mean, one, one has to I shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What sound does a blogger make? A couple of hours a night. Sorry. Did you ever have that with your kids? Like, you know, you'd sort of say, you know, what sound does a dog make? What sound does a cat yeah. make? What sound does a blogger make? Tick, 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 tick. Um, yeah, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Is that uh, when? When did this? When did this take you? Is this? Is this? You know, obviously the love of food and cooking came first, and mm-hmm. then blogging came second. Yes. Um, how, how did you? How did this happen? Tell me about the journey. Okay. Um, well, I was. I have been cooking pretty much ever since I could stand on a stool by my mum mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Yep. And um, always loved it, but it wasn't ever. 
it wasn't ever something that I thought I would make a job out of or anything. It was just something I liked to do. Um, but after I had kids and, you know, I was a stay-at-home mum for a few years and I sort of started to get more into the cooking because it was creative um, I'm an artist myself and I just find that it was difficult to draw and paint and everything with the kids, you know, with little kids running around, but you always had to cook. So my cooking sort of took over the art and that became my art form. And then as a graphic artist also, I decided, well, you know, I was having people asking for thoughts, so I thought, well, I'll pick the two, um, the graphic design and the, the love of all things technology, and um, start a blog. So I did. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I asked a friend who had a blog, and she gave me some pointers and did a lot of Googling and start a blog on New Year's Eve, as you do when you have little kids and stay home all the time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just took off slowly. Um, it was more of a hobby than anything, just because I was – wanting something to do and a, a, a bit of a bit of a way to, like I said, a creative outlet, but also a way to have a voice, I think, for a stay-at-home mum, that's important. And um, and you homeschool as well, right? So yeah. you say stay-at-home mum, you are seriously <laughs> really stay-at-home mum. So you do get out a little now and then, but you probably stay How at home. How do the kids feel about you coming to Melbourne for the uh, wellness summit? Oh, <laughs> uh, they're getting used to me flitting about, so that's good. They're, my kids are older now, so um, the youngest is 10. So it's it's not quite so hard to get away for a few days, so that's been nice because I do love travelling. So, so just cranking back, Joe. before um, you mentioned that you, I mean, you, you've always loved cooking ever since mm-hmm. you were old enough to stand on a stool. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a graphic designer, though, so what, what happened? Yeah. Sort of uh, a love of art graphics at school when and study? Yeah. I actually was planning on being an art teacher. I always wanted to be a high school art teacher and because I had like the best art teachers at high school, I wanted to be just like them. And um, I went off to uni and started the art, the fine arts course and then I ended up changing over to the graphic design course. And um, that that sort of led on. I, I managed to get a job in my tiny little small town here in um, far north Queensland on the Atherton Tablelands. And it was something that I did even after I had kids. I did do part-time from home. But then I got to the stage once I had a couple of kids that it was all too difficult mm. and I dreaded the phone ringing. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And so I just put it all on hold and I haven't really gone back to it. I've just done little bits and pieces for people. But, um, yeah, the, like I said, the cooking kind of became my creative outlet. <laughs> so, yeah. And so you're cooking away at home and everyone's going, yum, this is great, mum. <laughs> um, what was the trigger? You said, you know, a friend had a blog and they, they gave you some pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just thought, it's New Year's Eve. What am I? What else am I going to do? <laughs> I'm just going to start typing away. Was it? Was it really like that, or was there a sort of you know yeah. a gestation well, period the, that? Yeah, there was. I because I had diet problems myself, so food intolerances. The kids had certain things they couldn't eat. Mm. I was cooking a dairy-free, um, wheat-free, low-sugar diet, and 
um, still managing to make food that actually tasted good. Mm. (laughs) So my friends were saying, well, what are you doing? Because I'm supposed to be having this or that kind of diet and everything tastes awful and I did it for two Mm. weeks and it was too hard or it was too expensive or it was too boring. So, um, you know, what are you doing? Can I have some recipes? Mm. So I would write down recipes for people but you know, that was just becoming, I was just thinking, well, this is silly, just writing down bits of recipes on bits of paper. I would like to be able to keep them to give to people. And I thought, uh, at first I thought, I know, I'll make a cookbook, you know, just my own little cookbook for my friends and family. And I was just going to photocopy it. And <laughs> um, I started doing that, started working on that. And then, um, I, I don't know, somehow I just, I just came up with the idea of the blog and I thought, no, I'll do that instead. So I did that. And it's kind of led on to other things. <laughs> did, you, did you find there was any resistance within yourself to doing it? Like, oh, will people really want to read this or oh, yeah. any sort of doubt? And, you know. Yeah, but I wasn't really – I didn't really I, – I never did it as a, something that I thought heaps of people would read anyway. Mm. So I, it, it sort of was um, – I wasn't scared to sort of just speak out and talk about whatever and – you know, make it, make it a bit of a diaryish blog because I didn't really think many people would read it anyway. It's sort of just family and friends. <laughs> Damn them all anyway. <laughs> yeah, who cares if they read it? You know, it was just, it was just like I said, it was a way to, you know, when you when you just need to write and you need mm. to speak and you need to get things out and put things on paper. Yep. And I've always been a journaler that kind of person, you know, I like to write things down. So a blog sort of was the natural progression and um, I just really enjoyed doing it. So was it like 50% about the food and 50% about self-expression and having a voice and and basically not not going loopy with little kids at home? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Get the kids to bed and sit down and write. And and also the, the whole thing of sharing with people who needed help because I just met so many people who were overwhelmed with their food journey, didn't know which way to go and how to start. And um, I I sort of, because I had such a good grounding with, with food, with the way that my mum taught me to cook from scratch mm. using whatever we had, it wasn't so hard for me because I could say, okay, what can I have? And I could make up recipes, whereas I found that a lot of people can't do that. They just mm-hmm. don't know where to begin and they have to have a recipe or they don't know what to do. And even when they have a recipe, a lot of times they're still overwhelmed. Mm. So that's kind of, um, that was a big part of why I started the blog because I just thought, you know, um, I felt sorry for those people. I thought there's a way to do this and you don't need to stress out. It's actually quite easy. So, I, I, yeah. See, I, I can't even read a recipe. I mean, I've never really tried. <laughs> I just look at ingredients and make things. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know. Well, that's pretty much how I am. I'll, I'll look at ingredients and do my own thing. And even now, if I'm cooking for someone from one of my recipes, I'm like, oh, oh I better read the recipe. And I must look pretty silly <laughs> because <laughs> it's my own recipe. But when I make things myself at home... I sort of do whatever. I change it around all the time, so I don't really stick to recipes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened then? So, I mean, in that early uh, that early time, you, you know, you've you've started and you're you're publishing. Um, what what changed? What at what point did you start to sort of sit back and say, "Hang on a second, um, something's happening here. This is resonating with people." Um, you know, and, and yeah, then you I start to get serious. It was quite funny. I um, didn't really 
think it was that big a deal. You know, it was just my little blog and I was starting, you know, I was having people commenting and stuff, starting to have more of that. Um, let's see, I started a Facebook page in my Facebook page in 2010 in October and I think after that especially it started to take off. I also went on to Twitter and was meeting people on there and talking to them and posting recipes and um, sort of connecting with people on there and I think because I'm naturally a connector I just built up all these relationships where you know we were all sharing each other's you know blogs and recipes and chatting together and it just spread from there and then I went off to Perth for some it's quite funny I went off to Perth for some training for Thermomix who I work for and suddenly everyone was saying oh it's Joe from Quirky Cooking I'm thinking what what in the world (laughs) I'm thinking really um and it sort of I started to realize then that um other people were actually thinking you know quite well of my blog wow you know this wow I didn't didn't realize that it had been noticed much so that was pretty exciting so that was about uh 2011 12 somewhere around there yeah it just happened slowly and it kind of it was never pushed it just all seemed to progress naturally and um yeah somehow it all took off I don't know (laughs) I I actually just want to backpedal into something you just said there which was about Mm -hmm. how you're naturally a connector Mm-hmm. And you all just shared yep. recipes, so the sharing of information, mm-hmm. and that idea that through that process you've grown a community that is now quite mm. huge. Yes, and that to you felt completely natural, and it was easy, yeah. right? Mm. And um, yeah. and so, and a supportive environment at the same time, from what I'm hearing. Yep. Yes. Um, and I find that a lot of, especially in the health, healthy eating sort of arena, a lot of the people that are into healthy eating, into whole foods, into um, you know, cooking from scratch for allergies or different things, we all sort of, I've found right from the start, we all sort of connect mm. and help each other out and promote each other's recipes. And, oh, wow, that's great. Look what she's doing. And um, I haven't really had any terrible experiences with you know in some businesses you get that competition it seems Mm. to be more of a community and I really love that especially amongst bloggers Mm. Um, I find that you get that really good sense of community and then the people that are uh, you know coming and reading the recipes using the recipes um, reading commenting on Facebook um, that there seems to be quite a good community there I mean now and then you'll get you know, you always get the keyboard warriors and the nasty people, but generally it's it's been a, a really good experience for me <laughs> with I'm amazed, yeah, because there's just so many awesome people out there that just want to support each other and I've just found that great. Uh, the keyboard warriors, I actually watched a show with <laughs> Mia Friedman the other day. She talks about people hiding behind their keyboard. Oh. What possibly, <laughs> what negative comment could someone possibly say to someone who's making yummy food? Really? <laughs> I have had a few. <laughs> well, how, how, da- how dare you use blanched almonds? Or <laughs> <laughs> Have you had yeah, some, some I did tough have time the audacity there? to mention cooking crocodile once. Maybe I shouldn't have, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have, have there been tough times, Joe? Um, yeah, I think when I, I was so um, excited about getting my book together, um, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, am I? <laughs> I no, not at all. That sort of 
came about slowly as well. Um, I had people asking me a lot, well, can we just have your recipes in a book? Because we don't always want to be having to look online for things and search for things. We love to have your recipes in a book. And I got asked that so much that I started to think, well, maybe I could do this. And um, I had some friends that I'd actually met on Twitter that were, you know, nutritionists and chefs and friends like that. And they were like, yep, do it. It will be great. There's nothing on the market quite like this. You need to do it. And I thought, well, if they say I can do it, then I can do it. (laughs) So I started looking into it and um, talking to publishers and I just got knocked back and knocked back. And I thought, oh, this is all too hard and discouraging. I'm just going to give up. And I actually about oh, not not far over a year ago, I decided it was probably about a year and a half ago. I decided not not going to do this. Um, I'll just let it all go. Um, maybe I'll do some ebook or something. And I went to visit some friends of mine to um, work start working out an ebook with them. And um, within about two days, I had a phone call from Thermix saying we want to publish. So probably the the darkest time was thinking all this work, all this planning that I'd done, you know, the, all the stuff that I'd hoped to do was just not going to work um, and I had to let it go. But once I did, it just suddenly all fell into place. So, And I think that's been the story of my life. If I let go and don't push things and just, you know, do what I believe in and just keep going without pushing things, I think things seem to work a lot better. I was about to ask you that actually. Yes, because, I was like. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've, you know, we've, Rich and I have had the pleasure of, of talking to so many people on the show and, and there's been a real theme of people who um, when they've let go of the specific mm. outcome they were after, yep. then something's happened. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's, it's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and it's right out yeah. of the field or right field. You yep. know, it's, and that's, that's sort of been what's happened with you. Yeah, definitely. It's and and one and guy it, in particular, was, sorry, okay. who's always talking about, in particular, when you're making a genuine contribution to people, mm-hmm. um, which you do, then this this sort of dynamic he's noticed happens yeah. time and time again. I think I think like if you're all about, you know, if everything's only centered around making money, um, of course you might push. You might do things differently, but because it wasn't for me, that wasn't my main focus. Um, so I felt like, you know, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Mm. And um, what's it the did. focus? <laughs> um, oh, it's it's so it's so amazing how things just continually Evolve. change as you go <laughs> along. Yeah, just. Um, I still obviously am very interested in helping people with allergies and focusing on um, helping people who are just getting started on their healthy eating journey, where to begin, because that whole I'm overwhelmed thing is what I hear every day. Mm. And and I, I just get, sometimes I get the most gut-wrenching emails from people who have, you know, babies or children who have so many things wrong with them or so many allergies and, and the mother is just really struggling to try and keep it all together. And those kind of people especially I really want to help and that's always been my focus. But also just getting the message out of um, getting back to real food because I think that our society has gotten so far away from that. And I know that the tide is turning and that a lot of people are getting back to real food now more. Mm. 
than, say, even five years ago, which is great. And I just want to be a part of that, just um, opening people's eyes to where our food comes from, supporting our local farmers, eating real food that's not been messed with in laboratories. Mm. Um, it's hard just, to overeat on a bag of apples, isn't it? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and just um, especially as a mum with four kids, I think a lot of my focus is on family-friendly foods and helping kids to eat healthy so that, you know, right from the start, parents are helping their kids make good choices and getting them in the kitchen cooking and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Do you think there's an opportunity, just following that line of thinking, to... Uh, uh, dare I say it, Jamie Oliver style, uh, <laughs> do something specifically with schools or with, you know, institutions, let's say, mm-hmm. to, to take what you're doing to an even broader market again? I hope so. And I do have friends that, um, that are fellow bloggers and um, food I call real food activists <laughs> that are doing this already um, friends of mine like Alex Stewart and Brenda Janshek and people like that that are out there going to schools, helping them change their menus for their tuck shops, teaching the kids to cook with real food, running real food revolution picnics, all of this kind of stuff. And I just love it. It's just really becoming a lot more um, – It's people are becoming more aware of, of getting our kids, you know, started on the right track while they're young. Not everyone, but I think it's definitely getting more um, well-known – what would you say so far? I mean, you've been doing this now for a few years and you've, you've been very successful at it. <laughs> you've got a, a fantastic book out there. You've got a, a community of people. By the way, do you ever have people come back to you and go, hey, I did this recipe, but I think you've got it wrong. Try doing it this way. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually say to people in my in my um, seminars and classes, I actually say to them, I want you to take my recipes and tweak them and change them. And and in the front of my book, I've got a substitution section. Use that to change the recipes around, make it yours, make it different, do whatever you like and send me a photo. I would love to see your variations because to me, a recipe is a guidepost pointing the way. It's not, you know, a law set in stone that you have to obey. So, I absolutely love it when people change my recipes. It doesn't offend me at all. My, gra- my <laughs> grandma was a pastry chef and she never used uh-huh. a recipe. It was just all in the list. It was all, ah, oh, that looks about right. And yeah, exactly. And that feels exactly. about right with the texture yep. of the food and so on. So with that, this journey of, of success and ever-increasing community and connection mm-hmm. and sharing and, you know, there's a lot of food love in the room. Yeah. What's been the highlight for you? Probably getting my book published. (laughs) Really exciting. Um, It's sort of because it happened slowly, um, I never – it didn't really hit me until I went down to Sydney in May for the launch of the book with the media. And then it was like, oh, my goodness, I've really done this. (laughs) So that was really exciting. That's probably been my highlight. So what's that like, Joe? Just talk us through, you know. I mean – You're spending, what, uh, 6, 10, 12 hours a week blogging? At the moment, at the moment, not so much because I've been busy with other things, trying to get my new blog look all sorted out and the, you know. Back to the graphic design. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually. It looks great what you've got now. 
Well, actually, I got some help with it because I just don't have the time. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I did get some help with the design and got that all redone. And um, but just all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, you've got to get it all, you know, moved over. And um, and the constant, like I have a lot of questions to answer mm. every day. So um, I really hate missing people's questions I can't obviously answer everyone's but especially when people have questions about recipes in my book or something like that I try to answer them pretty quickly Um, so that does take up a bit of time so I haven't actually had much blogging done in the last month so I've got to get back to it (laughs) You you, you need a fancy pants FAQ section I know and I'm working on that I am that. <laughs> so that people can answer their own questions, you know, or, yes. you're, or you're leveraging your answers, I guess. That's right, because you do get a lot of the same, the same questions over and over. Mm. Well, we should just jump in here, and, and, and Joe, just for the listeners uh, who are at home at the moment, Joe is actually going to be um, putting two very special gifts for Careers Unplugged listeners. One of them is going to be um, FAQs on yep. the Careers Unplugged website. So Correct. go to careersunplugged.com, find the Joe Witten episode, which will be easy, and download. Mm-hmm. And the second so, and the second one, you going to talk about that now? We'll leave it as a mystery. I don't know. You well, do. it's going to be a mystery recipe, isn't it, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's a mystery. Shh, Shh. don't tell anyone. No. Yeah. <laughs> So just to pick up on the thread of where we're talking about your journey, so, you know, the life mm-hmm. of a blogger, you know, you're spending yes. 5, 10, 12 hours a week, 15 hours a week, whatever, it changes, you know, you're at home, you're doing things mm-hmm. at home, you're homeschooling, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're dropped into a press launch. Yeah. <laughs> talk me through that. I mean, how did well, you feel? <laughs> well, thankfully, um, as a Thermomix consultant, I do classes and I do demonstrations all the time. So I'm used to speaking to crowds of people. My very first class was 70 people. So, um, you know, you kind of, I kind of got catapulted into that quite early. Um, so I haven't, it didn't stress me out talking in front of media and I actually really enjoyed it and didn't even get butterflies. I was really surprised. So um, I think because I've done a lot of talking, I always talk, no, um, in front of people, I was okay. But it was really exciting because it was kind of, I love being taken out of my comfort zone and doing something a bit different and stretching myself. I actually really enjoy that. So it was very good. Have you had a coach or a mentor that's helped you with that sort of thing? No. No. <laughs> Not really. No. Just just practice uh, getting up on the, you know, doing oh, demonstrations. Yeah, I think as a when you first become a consultant, obviously you get training with how to do demonstrations. Sorry, yes, you do that. Um, but demonstrations are generally only, you know, three to six people. So that's not such a big deal. Um, I did extra training to... Um, become like a manager with Thermomix and then I started doing the bigger classes and um, I'm not doing that so much now just um, as a manager because I've just been too busy so I went back to consultant but now I'm doing my own quirky cooking seminars through Thermomix. So um, last week I was in Brisbane for the week and in let's see eight classes I spoke to 1,500 people. Wow. (laughs) Incredible. 
Joe, yes. Joe, we're going we're to run out of time, and I've got a couple of quick okay. questions I want to jam in. So I'm going to double whammy sure. you with two okay. at once. So, what is what is your number one goal now? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you've achieved so much. What's what's, uh, what's getting you out of bed early, and you know, or keeping you up late? What's what's driving you now? Well, at the moment, it's still um, answering questions. <laughs> I, I think I think my goal is, like I said before, to spread with healthy eating and the whole food message. And uh, a lot of times, people that are eating for allergies are still eating unhealthily. Um, so, getting back to whole foods, no matter which way you eat, and that's pretty much what I'm aiming towards, both through my cookbook and also through speaking mm-hmm. and. Um, Traveling and seminars and things like that. And is that and the, my blog? <laughs> is is that the gold nugget for the listeners about basically real food? I mean, what's if yeah. you had, if you if you got you're in an elevator with someone and you've got thirty seconds to tell them the gold nugget? What is it? Yeah, um, stick to basic ingredients and real food, and not things that come out of packages and tins and laboratories. Just real food, mm. and um, eat the way that suits your body which everybody has to has to work that out for themselves because it's different for everybody Mm. can i ask a question on that joe you know because that's a powerful powerful um philosophy beyond Mm -hmm. even diet i mean you know sticking to the basics sticking to um first principles Mm -hmm. is that something that that you feel is a golden nugget in in life generally yeah, I do. I think getting back to the foundational aspects, um, I've always been a bit of a purist, so <laughs> in in all sorts of ways, I think it's very important to to get back to what's most important, both in food and in life. Um, I I don't like to add on too many things. I try to keep things simple. And good good advice. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've made me hungry. <laughs> um, uh, I, am, I'm, hungry, I, I am. I'm really hungry now. <laughs> Joe, Joe, that's about all we've got time for. Thank you so much okay. for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure chatting no and, and um, salivating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyone interested in learning more about Joe can go to quirkycooking.com.au coming up soon. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, that's yes, right. Yep. And uh, Stu, have you got anything you want to add in closing remarks? Well, just thank you very much, Joe. Um, I know in our house, I'm, I'm very blessed that my wife, Rani, is an amazing cook and also uh, we have dairy and um, gluten intolerances in our mm-hmm. house, so we've, we've sort of had that dynamic and I've been yeah. blessed that she's been around because I'd have really struggled, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, what you're doing is amazing and I, and I really say that um, from my heart because Thank there are so you. many people that need help and they choose to ignore the problem because it's hard mm-hmm. and, and you're That's helping right. show that it's easy. Yes. So thank you. Good on you. Thank you. And looking forward to seeing you on stage at the Wellness Summit. Awesome. Thank you. For uh, all of you at home in the car, wherever you are, thanks for joining us. We hope the insights provided by Joe Whitten will help you on your journey and uh, encourage you to eat healthy, yummy food. Make a point of visiting careersunplugged.com and check out the free goodies that are going to be there from Joe to help you in that uh, endeavor and get access to a whole bunch of other resources designed specifically to help you make it big in life, career and business and have a fantastic life. 
This has been Careers Unplugged with Rich and Stu. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. It's less than 100 days until the Wellness Summit and we are jumping out of our skins to be with you at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17, 2014. If you want to take your summit experience to a whole new level, then I urge you to join us as a VIP. This year, we have two VIP levels, not just one, two. We have gold and platinum. Both include front row seats, DVD recordings of the event, goodies from our speakers, intimate VIP-only time with the speakers, and massive vouchers which can be used on future wellness couch events and products to take your summit experience to the next level go to www.thewellnesssummit.com but be quick vip spots are limited and they will sell out see you at the summit this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.